I say this, I kind of get into trouble a, a bit in the industry for saying this, but we film weddings. Do you know, we're, we're not Oscar winners. We're not, you know, doing kind of really, we're not war journalists or whatever. We're filming weddings, which is, you know, one step away from kids' birthday parties, isn't it? The goal isn't to live forever. The goal is to create something that will. Welcome to Perspective, a podcast for wedding creatives, where we sit down often with a special guest and talk about our many years of experience in the wedding industry so that you can learn from us and to help grow your wedding business. This is the first episode of season three of the podcast and we've managed to wrangle on internationally sought after wedding videographer and photographer Philip White. With a career spanning over 500 weddings in over 30 different countries, this former global ambassador for Sony's client list includes the royal family, Oscar winners and some of the world's most recognisable names. This episode is of course sponsored by With Jack and now for limited time only, Beans IE. So Greg, what are we drinking? We have got some Cat and Cloud coffee and it's the answer uh, blend. Yes. Cat and Cloud are a roaster from Santa Cruz, California, and it was sent over as part of the subscription through beans.ie. Yep. Um, and I've made mine up on the espresso in the office, and it's oh. with a wee sort of flat white style, uh-huh. so I'm getting some caramel notes in it. Yep, and I am um, I'm locked down in my house right now for this episode, but I did mine on the chem. Uh, well, it was a pour over, actually. Um, the V60, and it's delicious. So you're supposed to be getting some pronounced fruit, chocolate, and caramel notes if you're if you're picking that up. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the reason why we're drinking this coffee is because, and this is going to be a live ad read here, guys. So bear with me. As photographers and filmmakers and business owners, we know the power of stories, and Beans IE do too. Beans IE started because they knew there were so many stories to tell about the world of coffee. And not just about the regions or the, or the varieties, but about the people behind the beans, the roasters, and us, the drinkers. This is the most flexible coffee subscription that we've ever used, showcasing some of the top roasters around the world who are bringing something new to the table. Look, I mean, you've been listening to Greg and I talk about what we've been drinking on this podcast for a while now, but with this, you can join us. Curate your own monthly subscription for an ever-changing list of beautiful coffees. And because we love you guys, we have contacted Mark of Beans IE and he's given us a promotional code. So if you go to Beans IE and you use Perspective 15, that is Perspective 15, you can get 15% off your first order for coffees with stories sent straight to your door. Beans IE. Oh, I nailed that ad read, yes. <laughs> I was so nervous about that ad read, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Phil, what are you drinking over there? Uh, do I, can I get some free coffee first off? That's, uh, that's, that's my first question. I only really want to... I'm, I'm sure we could send you a bag of coffee. We, cool. could, we could send you a bag of coffee if I, we wanted to after this. Honestly, I nearly sent you a bag of coffee. But oh. I didn't. Oh. Just time to pull over and everything else. <laughs> I've shot weddings with um, like photographers and I've often took like beans and things just as that, you know, that introductory like, hi, I've got you a gift. You've not got me a gift. So I've 
automatically <laughs> got the upper hand. Uh, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I've done I've, I've done that a few times. Um, mm. But yeah, um, what um, what what coffee am I drinking? I thought this was alcohol. I'd prepared for alcohol, but I can. It can be alcohol if you want. No, no, no. midday drinking. Yeah. We can go back to we can go back to alcohol. Um, <laughs> the the my the bean situation is quite boring, but I've I I've just bought a new machine, so I was I was going mainstream Lavaza, and I dialed the machine into kind of like the perfect settings for that, and then this is the most boring conversation ever. But I've just got. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've just got some Boots kind of some Boots original beans and I had to change all my settings over again just to get just to get a good shot out of that but yeah, mm. it's a to to good machine. Our our main machine died in the middle of lockdown because everyone was drinking it even like my my eldest my kids were were on about 15 cups a day and then it finally gave up. <laughs> so we're we're about two two weeks into a new machine. So it's good. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. How, and how is the family? Are they are they still on that caffeine high? Yeah, they're, they're good. One of them has gone. So eldest daughter has gone back to uni. Um, just we all just couldn't stand each other anymore, and having pretty much four adults because my kids <laughs> oh, are man. like a bit older now. But yeah, mm. so the eldest just just went. I can't cope with this. So yeah. went back, and even though she wasn't allowed back into kind of halls at university, she just rented a house with six of her mates. And <laughs> um, so yeah, everyone's everyone's good. Everyone's kind of it's everyone's under everyone's feet. It's the same with every house around the world, but. It's, yeah, yeah, we're all we're all good. We're all healthy. That's the main thing. Excellent, man. You you got two girls, am I right? Yeah, two girls. Yeah. they are okay. okay. T- Twenty one and sixteen in in a couple of weeks' time. Oh so, man. Yeah, and all all the birthdays have been over lockdown, so it's been like the worst. It was like twenty first birthday. Couldn't, couldn't happen because of lockdown. We, oh, no. It was like 15th birthday last year. Now the 16th birthday is going to be in lockdown and my wife's oh. 40th birthday and everyone's big birthday was just, it's just not happened because of this thing. But yeah, you know. we're starting to get round to those, this first set of birthdays in lockdown and doing it again. <laughs> and it's like, oh man, but having a big one, the 21st, that's Mental, yeah, it crazy. It probably saved me a bit of money in the end, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think so because you'll nah. have to you'll have to make up for this. She's going to do it again. Be, there'll be a, there'll yeah. be another party um, at some point. I don't think she'll forget about it, but yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today. No, um, not at all. Obviously, we know you're a busy man. Um, I'm not at all at the moment. <laughs> well, okay, maybe not. Maybe not right now. But I w- like in the intro, I used the word the word wrangle very wrangle. like on purpose because I've 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 been hassling you to come on this podcast for ages. Yeah, it is. It's been a long time, and you're not mm. you're not alone as well. I mean, oh god, that sounds right. that sounds quite big headish, but this this. <laughs> there's a lot of kind of requests for podcasts and a lot of people are doing podcasts and mm-hmm. I think you've been asking the longest and of course never take no for an answer yeah well do you know what that is <laughs> that is exactly right I just think at the moment we I I had a you caught me in a window of about five minutes where I think I said to my wife I said I'm going to start saying yes more to people um <laughs> and then you appeared and I went oh, I'm going to say yes um oh. And kind of just and, and and do it, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm 
I'm I'm pleased to uh, pleased to be with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, for 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 people out there, I mean, obviously, I've given you a, a quick introduction, but in 2019, you were recognised as one of the world's top five most influential event filmmakers. I think so. Um, yeah. There's there's a lot in, of these things kind of pop up. Yeah, but and... I'm trying to. It was 600 industry peers, wasn't it? Who who took this? Yeah, yeah. So out of 600 industry peers. You're in the top five. I mean, what does that even feel like? Um, do you know, it's, I'll probably dissect a lot of stuff. Do you know what? Before we just come on, we were talking about being honest as well. And I think it's it's if your name's out there as well. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm under no illusion that, you know, I've got a course out there that has got, you know, a lot of people from around the world. So if you start asking people to vote on things or you start doing surveys and people go oh yeah well I've took something from that then those people are going to say the name that they've just you know bought a course from or they, they're aware of so mm-hmm. again these yeah. things are I don't know awards are good and I'm sure we'll kind of speak about that later on but it's putting mm-hmm. yourself in a position for to, to be into these things and yeah and whether you do that at the start of your career or I'm I'm just on on a similar note. I, I I don't do kind of like the awards things or or anything anymore. Like it's a weird weird kind of position I'm in, and mm-hmm. just as like to to kind of understand it, I I actually was nominated for something last week that was huge, and I came into my wife and I couldn't even speak, and I just showed her the email, and I don't I think you mentioned this in one of your emails. We may may talk about it later, but. It was um, like I, I made a film, a non-wedding related film. It's the only th- other thing that I've ever made that's non-wedding related. And Is this the dressmaker? Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, and, and it's somehow being kind of played at like the Cannes Film Festival. And I, I walked into like with my wife, like open mouth. I was like, look at this. And I told her and she literally told me to like hang my pants up. Like in response, <laughs> like straight away. I was doing some like job in the garden and I just walked away and was like, right, okay. That's that yeah. is where we're at now. That is, yeah. That's that kind of that. That's just keeping it real, one oh one, isn't it? You yeah, know, straight back down. To yeah, us. that's <laughs> no, it. Man. Get get carried away for five minutes and and yeah. But that's 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 it. I'm I'm nowhere near like I was years ago. I think I used to. I'd say, yeah, I'd say kind of obsess about um, these things like the 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 wedding industry awards, which is like the English kind of one. I remember. Yeah. I did well in that the first year. And then every time that happened on a, like an annual basis, I was just wired to it. I was like, am I going to, am I going to get anywhere? Am I going to do this? Am I going to, because it, because it actually made a difference in, in terms of how many bookings you got and, and, and everything else. And I just remember thinking, God, this is so unhealthy. This is so, so unhealthy. I was stood in a room with like waiting for a, an announcement to be made for like the winner's announcement. And remember thinking to myself, I've never felt as bad physically. I've never felt as like all the emotions in one go. And it's just, and then I think like the year after, I just thought, I just don't, I don't need this stress. This is, you know, and I'd done a few and I'd, I'd, I'd won a few and I got to a place with it. And I thought, yeah, this has done really well for me and, and everything mm-hmm. else. But um, yeah, you, you see a lot of people kind of, I think at the start of people's careers, yeah, go f- go for them you've got to look at what brides think don't you you know and sorry yeah. I, like couples think I'm, I'm buying into that but um couples go and kind of you know and, and they'll see you've you've won an award or you and it could be a 
shit award or you could be you know in the top you know you could have come 99th or you've just been given a badge or whatever but it's still mm. someone will see it and then book you based on that because you are an award winner so yeah anyway. i mean i mean let's face it that badge for best experimental short from cans come yeah. on that's got to be a pretty cool badge to put on your site yeah, but where do you? I don't know. I, I don't think. I don't think there's anything. There's no room on the site for for those things. There's a separate site you for get, the you, film, but um, there's there's you have to you have to sweep past all the other accolades. Ah oh, man, like where does this one fit on the wall? The wall's filled. There's no shit. room. Ah, where's this? No. Where's this trophy gonna go? <laughs> oh man! Earlier, you mentioned that you thought you were going to be drinking alcohol, and that sort of reminded me about the last time we were hanging out together was in that flat in Rotterdam, all jamming about. Yeah, guitar. yeah, you guys pretty damn drunk. <laughs> I totally forgot you came to um, to the flat. Yeah, yeah. maybe because of that. In fact, you know what? And this, I didn't drink when I didn't drink that night. Which what? people who know me will be like, that what? Familiar, actually. I didn't yeah. drink that night because I had a flight to catch at 6am the following morning. And mm. I was the one guy who thought, you know what? I'm not going to, by the time I get back to the place I was staying, I'm not going to sleep. So I thought, right, I'll power through. And so I didn't sleep. And I, <laughs> I, I stayed awake. I think we ordered some pizzas in when everyone else had gone. And then I literally just travelled straight to the airport. And what happened was, I know we're going slightly off topic here, we'll come back to it, but <laughs> they wouldn't let me on the flight because I had, I don't, I don't think I took the original flight out. I think I changed flights because something happened. And, and so when that happens, they just don't let, they just cancel your place on the return leg. And so I was as tired as I've like ever been. I'd been awake for like a couple of days. Mm. And they wouldn't let me on the flight, and it was just horrible. It was just absolutely horrible. I think I was just sat in tears outside of this airport, and then oh. I, I bought a pod, and I slept in the pod in the airport for the, the rest of the day. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't drink then, but... I was going to say, just <laughs> as well you didn't drink. But Just as well, that's crazy. That's a one-off. That's That's probably the only... That's one of the only nights in the last, yeah, a few years maybe that I haven't drank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think me and Tom got back from, Simon was sensible and went home early, but me and Tom got back at like 4am in the morning and then had to check out by 10. <laughs> and that the rest of that day we just spent walking around Rotterdam hungover. <laughs> we barely knew where we were going as well. Like, it was just, yeah. It's a good event. I'd, I'd urge uh, yeah, Carlos to do, it's for love's sake, isn't it? Just in case anyone's kind yeah. of. So it's out of all the kind of video events that are out there. And I think more and more frequently now, new ones are popping up. I think Carlos kind of made it with, with love, I'll say. He put his heart and soul into it and it was really personal. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it was I, just, I, I, it was good. Yeah. I remember that one being the first workshop where I think Greg and I had invested into education. And I remember the first one being like, oh, a little bit of an eye opener as to like what, like, because I, I went there with the feeling of just like, like I was just going to weddings and kind of doing the same thing. And I was just turning into a little bit of a robot, you know, with no yeah, personality. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember going there and I was thinking, oh man, like I'm doing this all wrong, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, so. just, I, 
there's, there's quite a lot of speakers. I think because there was, have you been, you, you guys were at two of them, weren't you, right? We've, we've, yep. yeah, yeah, we met, we met at mm-hmm. both of them. Um, and I think the second one, there was more speakers and, Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some of some of the speakers were useless, man. I mean, just like don't say names. Don't say names. Oh yeah, shit. There's people. Yeah, but I mean, it is <laughs> apart it, from me. I, I I spoke for fifty. Yeah, minutes. you did. You oh, did. Terrible. You did. Terrible. But no, I think like I always do these things and go. I, I need and probably go overkill and try and give like as much value as I can mm. and just talk and talk and talk and talk. But then. I've, and I've been to other other events, like not Carlos's event, but other events where people have flown across the world to stand there for twenty minutes and and talk about coffee or like I, I know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or just like that was probably the wrong example, but do you know, like they, people have been. Yeah, paid. I felt like it was a personal dig here. Yeah, no, no, no I, 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 I love that. I think the wrong that was because coffee was coffee was on the brain. They talk about it's I don't fine, know fine, don't something I'm else, kidding, but you're like, nah, this is this is useless you know i I think if mm. people i've always think if people paying a, a money paying money for a ticket or an entry fee into anything or an online course or anything it's like just give as much value as you can even if yeah you know even if kind of 99 percent of the stuff is useless but that one percent just changes everything for them you know changes mm. how they approach everything or you know i think that's really important All right, Philip, so just in case people are still confused, even though I gave you an introduction about who you are, tell us, who are you and what do you do? Oh, man, I've forgotten who I am. It's been, like, you've, 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 you eventually got me on here, but you've got me, like, everyone's in the same boat, but you've, you've got me at a time where it's like, shit, like, I'm forgetting, forgetting weddings. I, I, I clipped on the mic for this and... <laughs> I I have a thing the TX the the little the Sony TX six fifties like I have said like if I if I had like a pound for every person who'd use them I'd be a rich man. However, I couldn't even turn the thing on. Like that's how long it has been <laughs> since I have I have properly filmed anything. I sat with a little recorder in my in my hand and was like, oh, how do I format this? How do I? And I thought that's scary because it used to be second nature, but I, I'm, I, I shoot weddings. I photograph weddings. I, I video weddings. I've been doing it for what, 13, 14 years now. Um, yeah, just kind of, I, I would say the way that I'd like to, but I'd kind of put it is that I ticked all the boxes, ticked all my own boxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's a good way of kind of, of putting it, you know, I started and, and if I could have listed everything then of what I could have done, which is travel and, and I don't know, shooting cool weddings or celebrity weddings or, you know, I don't know, everything else or expensive weddings or all of those things, getting in, getting sent stuff, all the things that you could have listed kind of happened over a period of time. And then I'm kind of like cool with it. I'm at a point where I'm like, yeah, it doesn't really none of that stuff matters now it's nice um but um yeah i feel like i feel like i am the old guy now like i'm turning into you know kind of like even with style and i think a lot of us this is going off topic again but i think a lot of us may, may need to watch in a couple of years 
I've seen it happen with photographers who are at their apps, the top of the game, you know, the best in the world. Mm. And they've suddenly just been left behind because they've, they've not changed and they've not adapted. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of where we, where we are. Um, but I'll be, I'll, I'll be shooting again, hopefully, um, hopefully, uh, in a, in a few months. Yeah. For the rest of the year. So <laughs> with but, your dad yeah. cardigan in the back. Well, <laughs> yeah, there is, there's a, there's a danger that that's a whole new, uh, a whole topic in itself, you know, how it goes. I'm going to do my best to adapt, but whether people like it or not, I don't know. I think it's, it's difficult. You've always got to keep one eye on where the, the entire industry is going with, uh, with, with style and, mm. Yeah, I, I get told a lot that there's a there's a million kind of copycats of kind of what I've done and and I'm like, yeah, but I've taught those people. But then <laughs> I'm I'm allowed to then go, you know, maybe after a few years, I'm allowed to to go, yeah, I think I'm gonna do something different now. I've still not figured out exactly what it is. <laughs> but <laughs> but then there there has to be that there has to be that that change there in in style. Um yeah. And, and I can see certain things in the industry. And I think if you look at photography and videography together as a package and you look at, look at the people who are like the, the lead, look at um, kind of influential leaders, if that's the right thing. So look at like Vogue, like where people are at the cutting edge of like, what is current? Okay. Now, if you look at like photography in Vogue, it's shit. And, <laughs> and the clips of video that people put on there as well like it is just rough and ready Mm. and it's out of focus and you know horizon lines are all kind of skewed but that is kind of what is kind of coming around and you see it more with video and i think having 12 months of lockdown as well i think having 12 months of people being used to to zoom video chats and you know if if you'd have watched television two years ago you would have never dreamed of seeing everything as rough and ready as it is now and video mm. calls. And I think that's maybe influenced or will influence where video goes, you know, perhaps I think mm-hmm. it, it gives an allowance for things to be a lot more rough and ready. Yeah. What that is, I'm, I'm, I've not a hundred percent figured it out, but, <laughs> um, but you've got to move with it. You know, you've, you've got to, you can't keep doing the same thing for years because I think you will get, you will get left behind. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've obviously had a long journey in the industry so far. How, how did it start way back 13 odd years ago or whatever you said? Yeah, way back. So I, uh, I was going to think of like a really cool story and just lie to you for five minutes. And then, (laughs) um, do you know, you see these things, everyone's like, Oh, my dad worked for national geographic and we, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, yeah, I so I, I started as a wedding photographer and I moved into film, I moved into video because I just see I I think it was when the five D Mark II kind of the Canon five D Mark II came out and these short wedding films just started popping up and I came across Jeff Wood's work. Like I'm sure you know Jeff Wood. I came across his work in the UK and was like, how the fuck can you do that? Like, this is just magic. I was like, this, this guy is a magician. And, and I 
I stalked him and just watched his films and couldn't figure it out. I was like, this is just absolute witchcraft. And, and what I did was I, th I said, I want to do that. I did the same as what everybody else says. I thought, right, I need, I need to do that. And so I, all of my photography clients for a 12 month period, I got in touch with them and I said, can I do you a video instead? And what I'll do is I will, I will pull you stills from the video footage as your photos. And I might give you 10 minutes of group shots as well, but I will give you a joint package just so I could have the opportunity to, to video something because I was that into it. Mm. And yeah, I think I did that for maybe uh, what I did say 12 of them or whatever. And then that was a portfolio. And then it just rolled from there. Then I just, like, I've not really changed anything too much in that, you know, at 12, 13 years. Mm -hmm. Like, it's pretty much the same package. <laughs> and the stuff that I teach on the workshop about getting certain jobs or, you know, improving how you work in certain places and everything else, I did that, I think, from the start. I recognized it from the start. And so I just started refining that portfolio then to work in certain places. Um, and, and I think that started from not showing the, the regional accents from the place that I, you know, where I was living at the time. And so <laughs> that meant that I could get some work in the posher area, which is a little bit further down the road. And then, then I'd do that and then I'd do it again. And then, and then for a few years, I only ever showed kind of like the, the destination weddings mm. and then, you know, and, and it's just kind of refining. It's what you show to people is, is the work that you get. That's, yeah. that's plain and simple but yeah that's that's how i started there's nothing too ex exciting about it really mm -hmm. um yeah the, yeah so so what do you actually offer your couples now uh, do you know what literally this, the same as i did right from the very start so they get short film mm -hmm. which is uh, it's so funny i i feel like this is like the client meeting i had a i had a meeting a client meeting this this morning and i'm like saying the same thing like word, word for word but um <laughs> it's like you get you get your short film which is like four or five minutes and <laughs> you get the longer 20 minute film mm -hmm. um they get speeches they get ceremony so everybody gets that and everybody has got that for for years and years and years. Those four films mm -hmm. are just like the foundation of everything. I think, I think I spent a few, I spent about three years at the start of when I was doing this offering guest messages. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, we've all been there. And do you know what? But they got me so many jobs. Mm -hmm. The guest messages at the time got me so many jobs because they loved it. Mm. And even now I was kind of like, it's didn't right. Okay. So they're not cool. But if I was getting married tomorrow, that would be, that would be something. If you, if you offered your, if you said to your clients, if you said, oh, you could have like 20, 30 messages from your guests uh -huh. that you can watch back in years to come. You'd be like, yeah, that's really cool. But it's just not, <laughs> it's just not cool enough. It's not, that's not, that's not cinematic, is it? You know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's not fun to film. No, it's definitely not fun to film. Greg and I had a similar thing with the guest messages. We did, we did, we used to do them for like a year and then we we're just like, you know what? This isn't for us. Uh, which is a bit selfish. <laughs> but uh, we were like, oh, let's, there's this new thing, a slow motion booth. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, a couple of weddings we did, um, we set up, I can't even remember what the camera was, but we set up a little area and for every guest, you know, we'd get them to come along and, 
you know, explode some poppers and be go crazy. And then at the end of the of I think it was the fifth one, we were just like, yeah, this is too much mess, and the venues are getting really angry with us. So yeah. maybe this shouldn't be for us either. <laughs> I think I think mine was like when I was in my car in my car driving away at the end of the night and someone just was chasing after me, like waving their hands around. And they were like, we didn't do our message. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. And I got out the car. Mm. I remember got out the car with this like Canon, whatever it was. I was like, okay, I'll do it. No sound, just shaky, just holding the car in the dark and was like, I'll film it, don't worry. And then I thought, what, this, I don't need to do this anymore. But then people, People love it, and yeah, maybe if you don't look at it at guest messages, and you maybe transmit this onto something else, you've always got to look at what do you know? What's important? Yeah, you know mm. what? If you were buying the product yourself, like what would you like? You know, and but no, those four kind of four main things have just been like the cornerstone, like the foundation of everything. And I, what I say to my my clients now is, I can't think of anything else to to put in as a base as that basic package you know sometimes every so often someone will say oh but could you do me a 40 minute film instead of a 20 minute film and i'll say yeah and i'll explain how it will be different mm. you know but actually it's not that that more difficult it won't be as sharp yeah. you know when it's cutting from seat from clip to clip but if that's the difference in them booking then yeah i'll i'll do it and you you cannot you can only be so kind of you know filmmaker is probably the you know i'm you know (laughs) that's the word i'm i'm using you know because people just don't want to people just don't want to do these things but yeah it's like if someone honestly if someone came to me afterwards and said can you put can you play celine dion you know um or gary barlow over the top of you know on my film i'd say yeah of course can. if that me if that makes you happy then yeah it won't go online but yeah. Yeah. it makes my job editing easier i'll say yeah i can put that track on but i can't do the thing that i usually do and they'll go yeah that's fine that's happened so many times dozens of times to me and i've gone yeah okay there you go that's made my edit kind of hours quicker you know it's i don't know people are too precious to Mm. be you know to be filmmakers and like i've i said this i kind of get into trouble a a bit in the industry for saying this but we film weddings we're not like you know we're we're not oscar winners we're not you know we're not doing kind of really we're not war journalists or whatever (laughs) we're filming weddings and which is you know one step away from kids birthday parties in it so <laughs> if they were people yeah. want, we can produce good products but be man people people get carried away with it and you can you come <laughs> to a certain extent and you rip apart my website and i'll i'll use that language i'm using that language for myself quite cleverly because i know that that's what will get me bookings mm-hmm. which which is what will buy me nice things and put food on the table but I'm not going to sit with a load of, you know, wedding videographers and and be the the big 
the, the big dog or whatever it is. <laughs> you know, Mr. You know, it's it's not about that, is it? You've got to, I don't know, keep it real, I suppose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So continuing on with the, the sort of client meeting type questions, you shoot solo, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've used... So I so I have I have a few things. So I offer a joint video and photography package. Now, right. the reason for that is because every as every kind of few years passes, like so we all know now, videographers are shooting photos, and all the photographers want to now shoot video. And yep. it, from a financial point of view, it makes perfect sense because you're getting double bubble, you know, but. I think the other big thing is that like the grass is always greener on the other side. Mm. You know, the photographers have always think that the video guys have got it easy. And we always think that the photographers have got it easy. And I, I kind of have a regular cycle every few years where I'm like, no, I want to, I want to do more photography. I want to do more video. And so by doing this, I kind of keep it open. And if I want to shoot photography, I can, if I want to shoot video, um, I can. So I get a lot of double, um, double packages Mm. but in terms of going shooting a wedding and having a second shooter i think i've done that three times maybe four times like not a lot Mm -hmm. like i think maybe early on i i I had a second shooter for a couple of things but it's so rare that i i have a a a second shooter it's an option it's an option in my pricing guide because if somebody wants, and I, I explain this on the, the course online as well, that if you're going to do that, you can have different grades of second shooter. You know, you can almost have, you can have a second shoot, you can have an assistant, you can have a second shooter, you can have an elite second shooter. And people will say, what's an elite second shooter? And I'll say, well, it's, it's somebody else who runs their own business, who's taking weddings, mm-hmm. who you're not paying, you know, I don't know what people are paying kind of guys, but I know... You know, there's, there's people paying people 50 quid, 100 quid to second shoot. <laughs> well, you're not going to get, more often than not, second shooters are like people's wives and, and partners and husbands. But, you know, for, you're not getting someone like... You're not getting someone kind of like at the top of the game doing that, you know? Yeah. You're always yeah. getting like, the you know, so... I, I have those those options in there, you know, you can, you have an elite second shooter and they'll say, well, what, what do we get for an elite second shooter? And I'll say, you get someone at the, you get someone at the top. So your footage is going to be, all of your footage is going to be crazy, crazy good. It's not going to be 50% of it's going to be great. Mm. And the other 50% is going to be, you know, someone who doesn't give a shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, going back to the original point. Yeah. I've, I very, very rarely, have had um a second shooter mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think if i get myself into trouble kind of doing this now <laughs> but when some of the times i thought it's just not even worth bothering like i've had second shooters and like if any if anyone who has second shoot second shot for me wants to get in touch to clarify it's not them but i will <laughs> i will explain but genuinely Fair i've enough. had second shooters and not used a single bit of the footage mm. and they've shot all day and i've gone well i've just not used any of this because it's yeah dog shit but (laughs) anyway yeah well i want to i want to uh talk about your approach to filmmaking 
Um, yeah, yeah. Because that was the one thing that kind of stood out to me the first time I heard you talk uh, years ago. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you remember this, but you pulled out an article, and it was about one of your larger weddings at the time. And okay. it was of a picture, and I, I think it was the, of the dance floor. Ah, and the yeah, article wasn't about you. you. It was about... Uh, sorry, the article wasn't about the couple. It was about you because you were crouched down next to this tiny tripod on this like on this tiny camera, and the article was, uh, if I can remember correctly, about this guy yeah, with little gear. How, why is he shooting this big wedding? Yeah, yeah. Am, am I right in remembering that correctly? Yeah. So so but so what it so basically it was a screenshot from a national newspaper. Mm. So so it was a picture of the bride and groom in a in a national newspaper yeah but in the corner of the shot was <laughs> me with a 15 quid like tripod <laughs> and i think what someone had done is someone had took that and someone had put it into a facebook group and then said something about like who's who's the idiot shooting this with a little you know with a, <laughs> a little tripod or whatever yeah and yeah. i think i used that i didn't i didn't comment on it in fact i don't even know if i seen it i think somebody just sent it to me at the time to bring it to my attention but mm -hmm. i thought it was it's good to it was a good reference point um <laughs> yeah. yeah for the for the talk or whatever it was mm. um yeah that's just it, it's one of those things that shooting minimal i don't know everyone's kind of a, a gearhead aren't they but then oh, yeah pe people fail to look at what works and and now so so here's the deal right being being honest now i could i've i've could go back a step if that's the the, the right way of explaining it okay now and if they sin some of the things like like i shoot most of my speeches and ceremonies with gopros <laughs> yeah. there you go uh -huh. like cards on the table so if they would sinned the gopro they'd have been like what the fuck is this but the the, <laughs> the realism is that they do an incredible job. Mm. They do an incredible job and they roll forever and I can shoot it in 4K if I need to. I can stick four of them, three of them, whatever, on light stands mm -hmm. around a room. They're not going to get in anyone's way. I can hide them. I can. They can go as high up as I need them to go or as low down as I need them to go. They use, That's why they use them in everywhere and television you know and yeah, yeah the quality isn't gonna be the quality isn't hollywood movie mm -hmm. but none of the stuff we're shooting is hollywood movie quality <laughs> and no yeah. and but everybody needs to realize that it's it's not you know mm -hmm. it, it looks good but it's still not at that level and yeah. so um for me to be able to I don't know, look at it in a real world situation again off topic here a little bit but if i can go into a church with like a few minutes to spur or whatever i never i'm always kind of early and prepared and whatever but if you can go into a church and you know that you have to set up just to be able to like imagine the time that it takes you extend three light stands and hit a button that's it you're not kind of messing around with mm. maybe this kind of relates to the thing about the second shooter i i don't know that's maybe why um i feel you don't need that um but yeah people people just think ah oh, you've got a tiny tripod or it's a tiny you know i think the, the biggest one is like where's the where's the head on the monopod or the tripod and i go well i 
uh, why do I need one? <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I even now I still I just screw the the mono. I say this like when I was last shooting weddings, but I I <laughs> screw it into you know into my camera, and it takes pretty much the exact same amount of time, mm-hmm. and it's and it's something less to carry. Um, yeah, I just and you, the same can be said about everything. The yeah. same can probably be said about the TX um, 650s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Pro- probably. And the thing is, for for the speeches and ceremony, using something like a GoPro is totally acceptable to the end client because God, yeah. they yeah. don't care about the depth of field. They want to hear what their auntie, uncle, mum, dad is saying. That's the important thing to them. Yeah, and and it gives you different angles and and for me as well they've bought into the minimalism thing or they've bought into the fact that you know when we have when we discuss it on a call or whatever i'm saying that you know i'm not the guy with the big camera in people's faces yeah and so that is what they expect they don't want that and so why would you go against why would you do anything anything different um but we all we all have these expectations of kind of how it's supposed to be and even this is kind of this like a a settings thing but i i was using the gopros for a while um i think i I think i used them for a few weddings right and and it was this kind of dark room and everyone gets hung up on like iso (laughs) and everyone's like oh how how high can it go you know, can you see in the dark? And the thing that I always see is, is like, well, we can't see in the dark. So why the hell does do you, your cameras need to see in the dark? <laughs> and and I'd I'd automatically I'd never I'd, I hadn't been using like auto ISO. I'd been programming like you know putting it in and thinking, oh, judging it myself. I'm going, what should this be? This should be high. And then I think I made a mistake one day, and I automatically left my ISO on. 200 or something in this like really dark room and it was just candlelight and then when i brought it back into the edit i was like holy shit that's incredible i was like that is just like it's just crystal clear and that just reaffirmed it for me i was like i was like there you go like it's just the gopro is just perfect we just don't need to start going how can we see in the dark and we don't need to see in the dark if the church is dark or the room is dark then it's dark Mm. Don't don't try and make it lighter, you know, unless you, you know, unless you, you physically can't, you know, see anything with it. But yeah, it's it's the same as I, I said to a couple this morning talking about weddings. I said you make up your own rules. It was it was an el- an elopement that I was talking to them about, and I said you can do what you want, you know, mm. you can you know do what is right for you, not what you you think you should do as as um, as someone who's getting married. And they were like, yeah, we never thought about it that way. I was like, yeah, but that's the same for filmmakers, isn't it? You know, (laughs) do what works for you. What is the sensible thing? If it's easy to just have a couple of cameras in a bag and that means that you double the amount of coverage and it means that you're relaxed and you're happy and you're positive going into a day, shoot it that way. Or you could do what you think you're supposed to do and have, you know, cases and cases and cases for the gear, but you're stressed to fuck and you you <laughs> you're shot to shit because you can't carry the camera because it's that heavy mm. everybody does i've 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 done it before <laughs> i've done it before i've thought i need this it's usually the very first wedding of the season very first wedding of the season everybody 
has like the latest toy or the new thing that they've that's going to transform their lives. And, and years ago, I've done it. I think I bought like a big ninja kind of screen because I was like, that's gonna that's gonna be so cool. Mm. And then after ten minutes, I was like, this is horrible. You know, <laughs> or I had Sony give me a I had a massive big camera, and I thought, oh, I've got this. I kind of I don't even know the name of it, but it's big old big old pro you know pro looking camera i was like this is going to be so cool my weddings are going to be are going to look better than anyone else's and then two minutes in i'm like i just can't i can't get the angles because this thing is really heavy and everyone's looking at the knobhead with the big bricky camera you know so yeah oh the video guy honestly always in the way so yeah so after after all this mm. lockdown's over, mm. what's going to be in your camera? Ah, I knew you were going to ask back? it. What's your go-to set <sighs> for? Oh, I thought you meant am I going to am I going to change? Um, I've I'm, I've thought of stuff. I don't know anything about cameras, really, to be honest. So I'm not clever enough to to change to, to know kind of you know. And, and that's the God's honest truth. I think over the, the course of a few years, even though I had like a real kind of a thing with Sony, like now people are mentioning different models that are coming out. And I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know the different, I don't know if that's better than that one that you've mentioned or what that one does or what that one does or, or anything else. So I'm, I think I'm still, I think I'm going to go back to the same cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be foolish to, you know, not to when you're kind of, you're a bit rusty. Style may change in some ways again, or I've not kind of figured that out just yet. But um, yeah, I'm going to go back to my, I've shot with Leicas for a few years. Um, and yeah, there's a million reasons why. Not probably not the reasons that it should be. Um, but I'll I'll definitely go back to, to shooting with my, my Leicas and um, I might swap the GoPros out for the, there's a, there's a Leica version of the GoPro basically. Oh, that's, um, yeah, they've, they've, they've brought something out, probably does exactly the same thing. It's just three times the price, but I'm going <laughs> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna to investigate that and see um, if they're any good and I'll, 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 I'll I'll take a look. I'll borrow one maybe and uh-huh. and see. What, but I'm I'm not changing too much stuff up. Um, yeah, same old, same old, same old approach. I think um, for when hey, when things broke. eventually. Yeah, it's the the, the gear's not broke. Yeah. but you can you can use the, you can use the same gear and change the style. You know, mm. and like I said, I'm not a hundred percent sure. My my style changed to adapt with. The gear i started using the leicas and i'd been used to sony's that were totally had all this inbuilt stability and and everything else and then mm-hmm. um, i bought the leicas and they didn't have any of that you know they they didn't they don't have flip screens mm-hmm. they um they don't have any stabilization in in them um there's about literally two usable choices for iso you know they are just like stripped back there's no there's no color profiles Mm -hmm. in there like i don't have all of these choices Mm -hmm. i have um i basically have the color on which is what is in the camera or (laughs) i use the flat kind of um like log profile that's in there um 
but that's it. So mm -hmm. I, I, when I started using Leicas, I immediately started filming everything in slow motion just because <laughs> the slow motion was more sympathetic to, um, to the footage, you know, because mm. it, because I didn't have the stability anymore. And did any clients question that at all? Not a sing not one. Mm -hmm. Like I ch completely changed my style and nobody, nobody picks up on it. You know, people in the industry do and asking yeah. questions about it. So I've no doubt that if I wanted to, I could, I could go into my next weddings with and do something totally different and no one would care because they'd still get a pretty version of the the wedding you know uh -huh. that they can watch watch back in years to come yeah that's cool <laughs> with the with the like is, is that the insta 360 you're talking about the leica version is that am i right um i don't know <laughs> don't know doesn't matter. yeah uh, i don't know i think what, it is what, what lenses are you shooting on just for the people who are interested in you know whether you should shoot a zoom lens or you know Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I've never used, uh, never used a zoom lens like ever. I've only ever used primes. Mm -hmm. um, I so I, I shoot everything. It used to be an eighty-five. Okay, and and the the, the people who've bought my course and and everybody <laughs> who kind of knows me knows how kind of preachy I I've always been about eighty-five. So oh, when yes. I bought the Leica, I literally don't think I think. There wasn't an 85 available and I just went, ah, the 75 is close enough. So <laughs> I bought a 75 mil uh -huh. and just, just started using the 75 mil. No one's, no one can, no one can tell any difference. Um, <laughs> yeah. so I've been using 75 mil prime for the last few years. And I also have a 35 mil in the, in the camera bag, but the 35 mil only gets used pretty much for dance floor shots uh -huh. so say for example say it's a jewish wedding or it's an asian wedding and the dance floor is like absolutely heaving and oh, yeah. it's crazy yeah and yeah. whereas you would normally be kind of on the edge of the dance floor shooting in kind of with your 75 or your 85 or whatever mm. um on a nice kind of close crop on people dancing um it, it just doesn't work. And so the only option, and it's an acceptable option because the dance floor is so busy, is to just get in with everyone yeah. and literally just, you know, it, I think when it's so busy, it's acceptable to be close, uh -huh. you know. Other times of the day, like kind of preps, I don't know, there's, there's people who, who do that style of video with the 35 mil and from the very first moment they'll meet the bride and groom or whatever they'll be like yeah let me just stick this thing in your face and then you're like oh okay <laughs> um yeah and um but yeah i think it's acceptable on a crazy kind of busy dance floor and mm -hmm. and i can hand hold it as well i can yes. hand hold it at that point because it's a wider lens mm -hmm. there's still no still no stability in the camera but because it's 35 mil handheld in slow motion, it works absolutely fine. Yeah. But for the rest of the day, everything else for the rest of the day, 75 mil on a monopod. Um, yeah, that's it. Very yeah. cool, man. Very cool. Yeah. Always been like that. So always been like, always <laughs> been the exact same approach. If there's anything I could get rid of, it would be the monopod. Uh, there's yeah. anything I could get rid of, but I just don't think I could, I'd be, I'd probably be sacrificing too much. Mm. Um, 
in terms of that manual focus. So again, I didn't mention that then with lenses, but I've never, I've never had an auto, never used an autofocus lens. Mm -hmm. Like I, I tried one for something last year. Somebody said, put this on your camera. And I was like, oh, what is this? Like, what? I have to push a button and it locks onto something. I was like, whoa, that's, that's crazy. I, I just, I've just manual focus and always have, don't have guides on the screen, you know, don't have any kind of, peaking or any of that kind of stuff or anything that tells me like a robot telling me whether it's in focus or not i just trust my <laughs> eyes and yeah. and i go with it yeah with jack was designed from the ground up and is tailored specifically for creatives whether you provide a service like design development or photography or offer advice to clients with jack is for you it's focused on creatives insurance shouldn't be complicated so with jack has made every step easy you'll deal with one form and talk to one jack as you sign up get covered and move on with your day with jack is all about bespoke insurance for creatives simple that doesn't mean more forms or faff it means less it's not about endless features and stale service it's about one solid policy and the personal touch bye-bye unnecessary fuss Hello, creative, friendly insurance. Be a confident creative. So, Philip, when creating a wedding film, what's, yeah. what's important to you? What's the kind of stuff you like to focus on? Ah, <clears throat> uh, so I think... I think, first and foremost, you, you have to... You know you have to make something that the, the couple are going to be happy with. But then I, I know that that's going to come if I just do what I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, like I, I say a lot that, you know, you, you, play it, you could play it safe with, like, ceremony and speeches. But then everything else, just be as, as creative as you can. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think you see people panic and they just take a camera and they go, oh, there's a face. So I've just got to point at that face. <laughs> and it's like no yeah. this there's always something that you can do mm. and i think so if maybe that makes up i don't know 90 percent of the footage from the day so if yeah. every bit of that footage i try my best to be creative with it then mm. i know i'm going to be happy because i know that i'm going to have creative shots and it's going to be you know something that's going to come together well yeah. um and, and, what, and yeah, what's, a, but, what's a creative shot to you like how, like how on earth would you turn a uh, a drinks reception say uh, into something that kind of looks cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and to be honest, now it is second nature. Like, and I hope it still is second nature after <laughs> you know after yeah. lockdown. That yeah. that'd be kind of that'd be crazy. But you 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 do get used to doing the same thing, <laughs> wedding after wedding after wedding. I think mm. even that. I think just that example of. You wouldn't, you never just point the camera at someone's face. Yeah. But then if you did have to just point the camera at someone's face, you know, frame it properly. But for everything else, a drinks reception is, it, it's so simple. It's just like it's shooting through whatever you can, shooting through other people. And, and when I do that, it means that the person who's being filmed never knows that they're being filmed. But on the same hand, you build up a bit of a relationship with the people who 
are kind of hiding that person almost mm. and that can happen a lot you know where you can say ah, i'm not filming you don't worry or <laughs> you can engage with those those people have a yeah. conversation with those people while you're filming somebody on the other side of you know a, re a reception or whatever mm. and other things you know it, it's whatever glass or services or you know windows in the place oh, yes. you know whatever you can find mm -hmm. and and not every place not every place has that you you know when you turn up to and i'm just thinking whether you can you know you can exploit that in kind of certain situations but you know you can turn up for jobs and know that you're going to struggle mm. but there's physically nothing you can do in those moments to make it what it isn't but i think people yeah. starting off think that they can you know yeah and, and that's where i think you could have anyone you could pick kind of whoever the best guy in the world is and say right you turn up to this social club uh in the back of wherever it is this town in you know, some place mm -hmm. and there's no windows and they wouldn't be able to make that incredible but then at the end of the day the, the couple will still love that film because it's their film and they've captured or it is what it is mm -hmm. and then you've captured the sound and you've captured the people but what makes your films great and again this goes back to kind of culling that portfolio and the only things that you show online is when you get those little bits of gold you kind of you exploit it um I, I think one of the last ones that I did one in America last year was it last oh, year before and I knew the venue was um, the venue had no windows and I knew that the actual day kind of only started at like four or five o'clock I think American weddings kind of generally only start at like evening time yeah and so I'm thinking oh, do I have any natural light here to work with and I was like no <laughs> oh, pretty man. much I have nothing but then, and again, this is an issue. This is what comes back to kind of pricing. Mm -hmm. I volunteered to go to anything before, like the, the evening before, because I knew that, you know, one, I'm, I'm in Los Angeles and I don't know anyone and I could just be sat in my room or in a bar or somewhere, or I could just be with these people who I'd never met before and, you know, just being part of the experience mm -hmm. and yeah. and if you watch that film those shots from the night before where i just said do you want me to come and just chill out they were the best shots and i must have done that dozens of times over the last like whatever many years yeah. i've just gone yeah i'll do this extra little you know this extra little thing just to get that light but you can't make you you know what if the if you haven't got those things you can't make it incredible mm-hmm and, and do, you, do you use like any lights? I don't think we covered that in your kit bag, but... No. Nah. Not a, no. There has been... There has been times where I've... This, this shows how professional I am, man. There were... <laughs> I've, I've, I've used an iPhone and... And actually, to be honest, it was lit. Like, incredible. It, it, does, it does look incredible, but... I had speeches once and I thought, yeah, maybe I could just... In fact, I don't even think it was my iPhone. I think it was a guest. And I just said... You rebalance your phone on a table and oh man it was it was incredible uh -huh. but then that got me thinking i was like oh well if i have if i've used this and it looked good should i not be bringing lights and i went no 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 no. it kind of goes against mm. you know everything that i kind of believe in in terms of you know where, where does it then stop you know <laughs> yeah. and i i've bought here's the thing i've bought lights in the past 
and this is like what I said before, start of the wedding season kind of kind of thing. I um, there's a there's a, a company in America called Valer, a oh, guy called Tim. I love I love Tim. I love him. And like one of my I yeah, yeah he's, he's he's so cool. And again, when I was kind of early kind of start of my kind of career, I was watching his stuff, going, "Oh my god, how how can you do this? How can you be so creative?" And then. <laughs> Um, we met in Rotterdam, you know, were you guys there? And you probably yeah, remember yeah. this. He was talking about one of the lights that he used, this like oh, crazy kind of light. And light. I was like, no, no, no. It was, it was this big, stupid, clunky thing with like a car battery attached to it. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I bought one. I was like, oh, I'll buy one of them. That'll be cool. And it, I, it's never left kind of the office. <laughs> I just bought it. It <laughs> yeah. was like, I'm never going to use this like for anything. Um, you know, and it's probably kind of hypocritical in that I'll often, there'll be photographers there with lights and I'll go, yeah, why don't you point that over here? Or, you know, and it might, it'll improve the shot a little bit, but mm. that's not my kind of, that's not my call. You know, they've, mm they've done that <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. i can i can i can jump on the back of that i mm. think that's acceptable <laughs> yeah you touched on something earlier about having this uh, combined photo and video package yeah yeah and that's what makes me think like you probably were one of the first that did the hybrid shooter sort of thing what what made you come up with that the uh the money well I, no 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 that sounds like actually <laughs> to be honest that's not in not in that way um Oh man, I had this conversation this morning. So here, so what I did was, so I, I said earlier, right, I had photography jobs and I wanted to turn them into video jobs. So I had a call from a couple. And again, look at this, when I explain this, right, look at this deeper in terms of like exploiting or trying every situation that you get, you think, how can I, how can I get that? So this was the kind of the Paris film that I did years ago, which everybody loved and blah 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 and so so what happened was the, the the couple got in touch and said right we want you to um uh we want you to to take pictures and uh, or, or basically they they didn't have the budget for for both uh, something like that. And, and they said you know we we don't we really don't want to kind of hire like this french kind of really expensive parisian photographer what can you do and and I looked at the situation and went, right, okay. So I'd done, yeah, like a few destination weddings, but they were regular weddings. And what I had in front of me was someone who said, oh, we are we're super cool. We were both models. We've got this really good story to tell. Um, and we've got 12 hours where we can just drive around Paris in the back of my car. Um, we'll go to all the good places. We'll do this. We'll do that. And so I said, okay, right, I will do both if that's okay with you. And I'll also take your group shots. And it was the group shots that was the clincher because right. they would have had to have got a, a photographer in and, and, you know, and that would have kind of blown the budget or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I did for no other reason than I was like, I really want that job. Like, I really, really want that job. And I, I don't know, I, you know, anything could have come from it and it, you know, it's, I've done similar jobs in the same places since, and they've not been good. You know, they've not been as good, should I say. Um, but I knew that everything would kind of fall into place with that. 
Uh-huh. Um, and so I recognized that and I went the extra mile and, and was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll do this, you know, and I've, I've not done it too many times since, you know, maybe, you know, three or four yeah. times, mm-hmm. but the idea of rocking up to a wedding and going, right, I'm going to video your wedding, but I'm going to photograph it at the same time is like ludicrous. It sounds <laughs> like, like the most stupidest thing in the world, but saying that the couple that I spoke to this morning, um, I volunteered to do that and I didn't, and, and that wasn't, so this is a kind of a weird thing that wasn't because, um, I, I didn't want to work with a kind of a, a photographer or whatever else. They were quite happy for me to provide both photo and video, mm-hmm. but it was just two of them. Um, it was just two of them and it was an elope. This sounds kind of really cool, but it was two of them. It was four days in Africa and, I just thought to myself, two people and the couple is maybe a little overkill considering it is, you know, the big kind of, you know, the big day, the big adventure. Mm. And so I just suggested to him, I said, we could do it. You know, we can certainly, if you're happy to structure the day in a certain, in a way that is kind of flexible to, to do both, then it's pretty simple to do both you know you just mm-hmm. go right this 10 minute period we're going to do photos this 10 minute period we're going to do video um and yeah i've i've said forever basically people who do photo and video not not at the same time by the way just photographers who do video and videographers who do who do photo you have to have a different style for both and for me how I've done this for years is that my video is the kind of opposite. So my video is 85 mil, like tight kind of close shots, but my photo is 28 mil. Like I can, if I, if I photograph a wedding, I don't use any other lens other than a 28 mil. Mm. I just, it's 28 mil for everything. I was going to say, the start of the day to the end of the day. When you were you were saying that you were doing the photos in Paris, for some reason I was like, "How is he going to do group shots with an 85? That's crazy." Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, I did have. Um, yeah, I think I used the. I think I used the 24 or something. But yeah. again, it was. It was stressful. It was an elopement. When I say group shots, you may be thinking, "How's the group shots for an yeah. elopement?" They kind of. They. It was the couple for like 12 hours mm-hmm. but right in the middle of that they just met the guests in the the courthouse in town that's cool the guests experienced the wedding stepped outside had the picture taken and then disappeared yeah and then enough. it was back back to you know the, the, <laughs> the, the photo shoot or whatever yeah you know but it, it, it's 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 exploiting that and that's what i mean if you get that opportunity people are really precious about pricing these days and yeah and kind of holding firm on certain things mm-hmm. and i said it on the last thing that we spoke about you know if it means you volunteering to cover the evening before because that could potentially get you the best film that you've ever made then why would you not why would you not do it just just to be stubborn yeah you know um and Absolutely. there's things that i've learned over the years that i think if you you have to put a price on on everything so if you if the couple cannot see 
the value uh, so if they get a price guide and they they look at it and they say oh he will cover four hours the day before or the day after and it costs x amount that's cool there's, there's, there's a value to that now that means that if you do volunteer that service maybe to secure the job you know you know maybe it's like it's the the, the thing that gets you the job mm-hmm. if you do that then at least more often than not they know they look at that and they go man he's just give us like a this couple of thousand dollar kind of package because he's being nice whereas if if you don't put a price on that in the first place then it's just like yeah okay you've got this and that could that's the same for everything mm-hmm. you know that's the same for i don't know the guys who offer kind of drones and and second shooters and everything else they just go yeah it comes with this so you never they never see the value of you know that extra that whether it could be raw footage you know it could be providing this it could be providing that if you don't put an actual value on that in terms of the price guide and everything else mm-hmm. that's kind of when like people will kind of undervalue or you know take the piss or whatever but yeah yeah it also works also works on the sort of other side that if you've volunteered to film the couple hours the day before and you have that as an extra you can then show people in future exactly sort of yeah, yeah 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 here's an example of the value that brings to the yeah, film yeah Mm-hmm. Exactly, and and you know, yeah, you, you you spot on with that. You may have volunteered that first time or whatever, but then that will bring, um, like more. That will bring, you know, people will book that particular service, kind of in the future. It can work. I've seen it work um, in reverse so many times. The absolute killer one that you see for most videographers is 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 the drone so they'll the 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 regular wedding that they shoot you know more often than not whether that's a country house somewhere and you know everything happens in the the same time of day and blah 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 so it opens up and it always starts with the drone flying over the house so then (laughs) basically every single time then the couple comes along i've spotted so many videographers who've had this couple comes along and they're like oh but we get that we get that as well don't we and so they then feel trapped to be like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll turn up and, you know, sh- shoot the drone footage. And what happens is there's never, there's never value put onto that, you know. If mm. they had a price guide and it's, and it's, yeah, it costs you, you know, a few thousand dollars or whatever to have the drone. That's when people start thinking, oh, wow, you know, should we go for this? And then, you know, people will, people will buy them over the, the, the period of time. But then you can also, the leverage is important. Mm-hmm. you know and i'll be honest leverage as for me in the past i've used like i think i mentioned it before the raw footage or a, a clever one is a raw timeline i think if you say raw the raw clips then you have to give everything that you've you know absolutely warts and all uh-huh. but you can offer something you can offer like a raw timeline where you can still kind of put everything into just a timeline in final cut you still have a little bit of editing control but you're basically saying, there you go, you, you get, you know, a couple of hours worth of clips or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just thinking of these things that I've used those kind of things. And it's all a personal kind of taste of the couple. Some couples want the night before. Some couples will want, I don't know, it could be a second shooter. Some people, some couples will want the raw footage, mm. you know, and, and that it could be cultural things or whatever. Some couples will want like the extra, the, the extra length in the film. Yeah, and I and it's it is it's so competitive, you know. Everybody knows it is so competitive these days that having those things, being able to, you know, to to use some of those things sometimes, 
yeah, it, 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 it's incredible. It, mm. it really is incredible. It's, it's competitive for everyone. Like I'm, you know, I'm in the same boat as everyone. I, I got an email, I got an, an email last week from a bride who said, oh, and this is really weird because this never happens, but it's going to say, oh, by the way, um, you know, there's, uh, we're considering four people for our wedding. Um, we, we, we want to be open and honest with everyone, but we just thought we'd speak to you all and let you know who they are. And the three other people had all bought my, had, had all recently bought my course. And this, this bride had come to me and said, oh, we're, we're considering all these people because you've all got a similar style. Now I'm going, <laughs> of course you've got a similar style because I've showed you how to do it or you've, yeah. you've watched this film or whatever. But then that's it. You know, it's, I've, I've, I've put it out there, but it's just a thing of saying, you know, that that's, that's, that's not the point. The point, the point here is that, you know, the couples are not, you know, you can, I know photographers who have held firm because they are, they're a 30 grand photographer. Okay. And that's how much they go out for to shoot weddings. Yeah. And literally they are on the ass at the moment and they can't get a wedding. And I've seen that historically over the last like five years with so many people doing it because they're like, no, 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 I am, this is how much I charge for a wedding. Yeah. Well, if there's 50 more, if there's like 50 more people in your little area doing it now, you can either adapt, you know, or, you know, you've, you've got to deal with it in some way, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, no, totally. This this actually reminds me of a conversation we had with Richard Lang on the podcast, who I know we, that you know. Yeah, yeah. We had a really good um, conversation about pricing. Okay. So uh, people they do panic about that, don't they? It's quite it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, where, where is the base thing? If you start up in the industry, where do you where do you go? Who tells you how much to charge? <laughs> like, you know, that is the thing. So what people do is people look at the next guy and they go, he's charging X amount, mm. so I'm going to charge this amount of money. And then they look at someone else, and then. You, you can look around and then in, in, in the end, you'll see, you'll be like, oh man, so there's some absolutely terrible kind of films out there, you know, <laughs> filmmakers who are charging crazy amounts of money, but that's not, you know, they, they may have incredible connections. This, this is something that I say on the course is that, right, I know people who, I know these, you know, lots of videographers who go, yeah, this is, I'm, I don't charge under 20, 30 grand you know, mm -hmm. and, but I only shoot five weddings a year and you go, oh, well, that's obviously the dream, isn't it? But then <laughs> everybody, what nobody understands is that you have no idea what everybody else's personal situation's like. Yeah. So like one of those people, the partner could be, you know, hedge fund manager and they are, they have no money worries in the world and they're only doing this as you know, kind of a bit of a hobby that, that brings them in some money. Mm. So they can afford to, to say, I charge 20 grand <laughs> and I will wait and wait and wait. Yeah. And actually the truth is that they will get those five jobs, but for regular people who, who do this, they cannot like hold fire with, they cannot kind of hold out on that. Yeah. Because that, you that's go, a tough hold, game to play. hold on a minute. Mm. Exactly. So, yeah. and, and that is why kind of everything, you know, connections and and knowing where your work comes from mm -hmm. is so important you know yeah. and whether that is 
social media or SEO or you're networking with planners or, you know, referrals, referral groups with other videographers, mm-hmm. you know, some of those things work well for other, some people, some, you know, work well for others. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I think the sensible thing is to, is to just kind of do it all, but do it, try and do it well, you know? And yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you have an approach? I'm, I'm going to, I was just thinking, I, I want to go back to, um, how you, like it's just you and the couple moving away from pricing. I want to get back yeah, to yeah, 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 your yeah. shooting. Do you have an approach when you start shooting with a couple? Like the 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 good thing is about being videographers is that you know we can see how loads of photographers approach the, yeah, the yeah, couple yeah. session totally differently. Some play games. Oh, um, so you mean the just... actual? You mean with the actual with? So not the the, the day from start to finish with preps. No, you mean the actual? Just just, uh, just whenever, with the couple. Yeah, whenever you're with the couple, like right, okay. like what's your techniques there? Yeah. So our. Our telephone call initially or our email conversation, I basically say to my couples that none of that stuff is needed. Okay. So depending on, it all comes down to a few things, but it's mainly kind of like the character, like how they are, their character, how comfortable they are, um, the the scene, where we are, what, how the photographer is. But basically the very first thing that I say is, it is not required. And mm-hmm. I say, go back, go, go to my website and I can point them in the direction of different examples, but basically say, right, this is an incredible film and there is not a single bit of couples shoots at mm. all. But there is this film where there's lots of couple shoots, but that is because it works for them. And again, one thing I didn't mention then was that could be time. You know, the couple could have two hours set aside for you know, for kind of couple shots. So I, I put that in from the very start. I say it isn't needed, yeah. you know, it, it certainly isn't needed. But then I say, if, it, if, if this, if it works, it works. And how I go about that, how I go about that on the day is I, I say that I will join and I, I will work with the photographer and I will join you on your couple shoot. Now I will make a judgment call within the first two minutes. And that judgment call is, are they comfortable? You know, what style is the photographer doing? If, if the photographer has a style of photography that is, right, you stand apart, you know, you stand apart, look like hipsters, look miserable, hold hands, do that symmetrical kind of thing. <laughs> yep. As soon as they start doing that, then like, they're going to look like idiots on the video. The, the thing that I've done is I've explained to the couple in our telephone call before and to say, you may look super cool on the photo, but you will look like idiots on the video. And <laughs> I, I honestly, I'll Fair say enough. because, Fair because enough. it is, you know, the photo is a set is an instant moment. Yeah. Whereas any awkwardness or getting into position, you know, and, and that is just one of many factors. So mm-hmm. I will say to them, I'll make a decision straight away. I, w- I would say more often than not within the first five minutes and this is again how you work with a photographer as well not just a couple but I'll say to the the photographer listen I'm not going to step on your toes but I'm going to come along for five minutes I'm going to get a bit in between and then I'll leave you for half an hour to do your thing you know yeah whatever now that five minutes might turn into 10 minutes or 15 minutes if it is incredible 
if it looks supernatural, but that doing that, working in that way has been so valuable to me in the past because I've been able to say to um, the couple, it's, it's cool, it's not working for me. And you can phrase it any way you want, but you can basically say, right, do you want me to, I'm going to get back to your guests now, or I'm going to go and shoot some some details and mm-hmm. I had a guy, I had a groom, I had a groom in America last year who was just loving it. He couldn't believe that like he was having his group shots done with the photographer <laughs> on this balcony uh-huh. and he kept looking down and was like whooping me because he was like, oh man, you're just doing your thing. I can't believe you're not up here shooting the groups. That's so cool. And I was like, well, it's just, you don't, you, you don't need it. You know, you just... You don't need it. But I think giving yourself those options, you know, giving yourself the option to what you don't want to do is be like, ah, I missed like it could be golden hour and the couple are like supernatural. And what the thing is, that might only take up three seconds of your short film. Mm -hmm. But that could be the best three seconds of the short film. And that best three seconds of the short film is probably the bit that goes at the start. And then look, go beyond that and you think, oh, that could be the three seconds that a potential couple is watching the film on your website and they go, ah, I love this shot. And then that is what gets you that wedding, you know? And that is all because you made a decision during couple's shot, you know, to the couple shoot. So Mm -hmm. it's about keeping it open, but giving yourself the opportunity to, you know, have years and years and years ago, I've got this example footage on the course of like drunk, like drunk grooms <laughs> just because, and you're there filming them and you think, okay, you're, this isn't the, and think, feel, feel for the photographer in that moment because, you know, imagine you've got a pissed up groom, you know, with his eyes closed, yeah. they can't walk away, but I've given myself that opportunity to go, Oh, I'm going to leave it now. You know, it's, it's not working. So yeah. I'm going to go and do something else far more important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> a lot of people, if they look at your sort of website and your portfolio of work, they'd probably describe it as a luxury brand sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess a lot of people kind of strive to create that sort of brand for themselves. Yeah, yeah. So how, what, what's a few tips that you could give to people for creating that luxury feel around their own brand? It's, it's clean, kind of just clean, white, minimal. But then I've, I've, I changed. I went with, I was using like particular web themes. And then what I'd found, this is kind of similar to like the style of films and the, the course and everything else. But then, so I think last year I did, I did about 10 one-to-ones, right? And most of them were, um, were by zoom and so this is kind of off topic but it is it is relevant so and i'd say about 80 percent of the guys who came on and they were like oh right i, w- I want to do like a, a one-to-one business thing with you you know online and we'll talk about business and filmmaking and everything else and i have a whole thing that i go through and it takes you know a, a day to go through with them but then 80 percent of them had bought the exact same web template as as me and most of the time they'd use the same, um, the same text and they, you know, they, all the sections were kind of worded exactly the same. And I was like, oh man. But then you know, again, it's going back to that. I've showed people 
how to do that word or I I can't complain about that and you know what I I remember here's a story about what the very I think it was the very first year that I started off I nicked the text off so I nicked a paragraph of text off someone else's website because I was being lazy and at oh, the time and at the time yeah but at, at the time I was kind of <laughs> like well I'm no one I'm just here kind of in my little town doing doing this and that piece that word you know whatever it was i think it was like we like to work with you know creative and diverse couples or something something rubbish like that and i i used that and then oh my god it blew up into like the biggest thing and it was all over the internet and i was like oh my god and i felt terrible and i was like i'm really sorry and everything else and do you know what from that moment now i get every couple of months i get someone like it'll be someone who i know will email me and go oh i just want to let you know that I've seen this uh, person who's copying this of yours and they've done this and I'm kind of like, yeah, it's not, it's not the end of the world. No one's died. You know, that's, that's it. You know, people do these kind of things, but so yeah, going back to it, I super clean and minimal. I had this website template and people could just use the exact same thing. So I since kind of built my own, which was a bit of a lockdown thing, which, I was was a bit of a, I made a second course during lockdown for SEO but then part of building that course I rebuilt my website so that I was kind of you know I was doing the right things as well as saying the right things basically so so I rebuilt my website from scratch from you know the basic kind of word the, the you know the free wordpress template that you get with you know you you don't pay for it it just comes with it i oh, basically yeah. just converted that into you know my site and a, again six months before then i was using like a 300 quid you know template um the 300 quid template took about five minutes to load and when you do the load speed kind of tests online i was like shit this is really bad so I, I built my own, um, but yeah, going going back to how you make it look, it's just that slick, clean, minimal. Um, it's all down to fonts as well, you know. It's just down yeah, yeah. to simple fonts, and I look back at my own examples of things, whether it's like an email signature or whatever. From you know the things that pop up every so often, you're like, oh shit, did I really send that out? And I was like, oh, that looks horrendous. But then I think it's just like an eye thing. I think you just develop something over years. So like I know pe people would copy their website and copy the, the, the template, but then the the letter spacing wouldn't be right. And I'd like, oh, that looks a bit weird. Oh, that looks a bit shit. And it and it, it's those little things that I like not agonize over, but I look and I go, no, that has to be. You know, I have to have, you know, five points between each letter or then I have this or does it work with me adding this bit or this bit? Um, but no, at the, at the end of the day, it's just just kind of that minimal kind of it's just clean white space, isn't it? And everybody does the, the you know, so many people do the same thing. But if you can incorporate that into everything, um, it generally works. This is luxury brand. I, I don't know. That's what if, if you compare just that one white screen piece of paper with just, you know, I, 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 I haven't got a logo. You know, I, 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 I don't think I've had a logo for years. 
<laughs> and I remember once I did, uh, I think it was one of the Nine Dots guys came and did like a one-to-one um, in the, the the studio that we had at the time. And he, he came in and was like, oh my God, I can't believe you've been, you've just, you're cool enough to do that. Like that's really sticking two fingers up to, you know, to how we're supposed to work and everything else. And I was just like, why do I need a logo? We're not Coca-Cola. Like we're not... <laughs> Like pe- people don't need to remember us yeah. in 12 months time or 18 months time. That's why logos are kind of good because you walk down the street and subconsciously you're like, oh, these things just kind of pick up and, you know, and you see them. You could have a logo that kind of makes you look cool on that first impression. But then what if they, what if the couple doesn't like the logo? You know, they they don't sit and I know we're going deep here, but what if they just they don't sit and analyze it? But what if they go, oh, oh, I, yeah, that's I don't like him. I'll go somewhere else. That yeah. could be the logo. That could be the font. So, in some respects, the 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 less things that you have on there, um, you know, maybe the maybe the better. Mm. I don't know. I re- yeah, overanalyze these things too much. Well, I was I was gonna say like I I I remember when we went for the rebrand. Um, cause, cause we don't have a logo either. It's just Cinemate in a very specific type of font on a, on a black background. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, if you were to compare you and us, we do completely different films, but it's, it's that kind of mentality of like creating something that is just, yeah, without an image. Yeah. You, you don't, you know. because then you're tied to, and I did that years ago. I remember having, I remember making this logo of these two like this hipster couple that had like tattoos on the necks mm. and and it was a little illustration thing that I'd I'd put together and I was like that's cool because I, I that's they're the kind of cool couples that I want to work with and then you realize you it's like yeah well cool you know the cool couples with tattoos on the necks don't have as much money and don't you know and <laughs> and, and these things kind of can matter you know if you're you know, trying to put food on the table or whatever else. But I went, I remember going along with that. And then I seen a guy who's pretty local to me had literally just done a weird, like I thought mine was good ish at the time. It's shit looking back at it now. But then I remember seeing like a copy of it and being like, Oh man, I think that's like a, like a clip art of David Beckham or something just, but it was definitely, copied but just yeah but then you you put yourself into a um a hole with these things there's a guy in spain it might be he's i think his name was aleandro who used to design logos like illustration logos i've not seen what he does he's done for years and years and years but there were some super cool people in photographers in america like the fistful of bolts people who mm-hmm. they i think they were friends with him so they had these cool logos designed and then he decided he started designing logos for other people, and I think he was charging like two grand for a doodle. Oh, damn. But then, but then all these other photographers started buying these, mm. and then all of a sudden, you've just got a group of photographers who pretty much have the same <laughs> style of logo. So the guy who doesn't have a logo in the end is the guy who's kind of who's won because they all offered. We're offering like a luxury wedding service. Yeah. But then if a couple goes to that site and they see, you know, a, a hipsterish illustration and they're like, oh, no, no, I'll go with this other guy because he's more vogue than me or more tattler than me. <laughs> You've not done anything to do that. You're just kind of blank white space, aren't you? You know? Yeah. 
So, um, Philip, obviously, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Where can our listeners find you? Other than on the beach. At the moment, on the beach. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Um, In terms of the website or socials or... Yeah, all of them. Man, I'm 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 shit with 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 all of them. But the website is kept kind of is is kept up to date. PhilipWhiteWeddings.co.uk um, is where most stuff um, is. Instagram is not a kind of a regular account of uh, what I'm up to. Kind of most recently, although that may that may change in the future um, mm-hmm. with YouTube as well. But yeah, e- e- either one of them. You know, I think I think I come up as kind of one of the the the, the top hits just for my name, but yeah, who who knows? I'm not doing. This is my first kind of my first uh, clubhouse outing. I feel like the guy. I feel like the celebrity who just typed in was it my name or something onto Twitter. You know, yeah. on his very first thing, I feel like that was it. When I when I I told you, I just listened into someone's conversation and just felt totally wrong about it. i've gotten i've gotten over it now i've gotten over it now but uh yeah i think i'm just you know what i think i'm realizing that we've and everyone's else everyone else in the same boat here but you know as bad as this situation is weddings are gonna start kicking off again soon and i think it's worth kind of using this um it's worth using this time wisely. And I don't mean that. I think in a business sense, I'd be saying if I would, I've been trying to push kind of like the SEO course to people and from a sense of saying, you need to get your website in order. You need to do this. But I think it's more sensible now to kind of reset and get kind of prepared and organized for the, the onslaught that's going to come because, you know, I didn't shoot that many weddings and I think the couples that have postponed for me or rearranged for me, I've mm-hmm. not had any issues. You know, they've all been able to kind of, um, I've been able to fit people in elsewhere and it's all been fine. But then I've got friends and I've got people who I talk to who on a regular, I'll say on a regular year, they were shooting 35 weddings. And mm-hmm. so people are in the same boat that what everyone is doing for this year and next, well, next year now, they're squeezing double, they're just squeezing twice the amount of weddings in and, you know, people are going to be fucked mentally yeah. and physically. And, you know, I think we're going to see this. There's, there's going to be a, not only is there's going to be a lot of backlogs next year, but, you know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of it's, people don't talk about. Now, this is the cliche thing that no, nobody kind of talks about the mental health of everything. But fucking hell, people are, you know, people are struggling right now with everything that's going on. And, yeah, you know, it's it is it's important yeah. to kind of do something or. You know, if if you find kind of reach out to everyone you know, or just you know, people people don't talk about it, but you know that the people are going through, you know, especially with social media. You know, mm-hmm. I can you know people can post on social media about their incredible careers right now, you know, from weddings that they've shot for the last few years, but they're they're pretty much crumbling on the inside i know i know a lot of people who you know and if i know a lot of people who are doing that at the moment then i just think the the industry is is has got a you know thousands of people who are doing the same thing so 
yeah. yeah it just took us on a little negative route to, to kind of <laughs> and there, but no it's just to wrap up let's all get sad <laughs> <laughs> no 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 it's it's I don't know I, I kind of thought it's it's worth mentioning because nobody no one goes on social media and talks about how shit they're feeling right that's that's just a thing isn't it but yeah. people are people are struggling how we deal with that what can what can i do i don't know what can you guys do i don't know just just kind of bring it out there that everyone else is mm. in the same boat i suppose but um yeah. yeah try and look after yourselves when you've got 70 weddings next year yeah no absolutely <laughs> I, I i think the takeaway is like if you can if you can get through this situation there's it's only going to get better. So if you look at it like that, with that kind of positive attitude, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 uh, I obviously don't just mean like lockdowns. I mean like once once you've shot all these weddings, once your backlog's up and running, and and, and the economy is back, it's it, like if you've survived this, you can survive anything. Like let's be real here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's so true. just you know, take it in your stride, and you know, if there's a local community, you know, branch out. I know, I know a lot of newcomers who kind of struggle with that part of the business. Like, get to know your local suppliers and, and everything else and help out. And yeah, you'll it get is. Yeah, this. I think that's and, where the group things are important. I'm not members of many. Like, I don't, I don't do Facebook, so I'm not kind of within those kind of those groups. But I know some of them that are just so good. You know, where there's only maybe twenty people in there, and you know, everybody looks out for each other and if someone's got yeah. a problem they put something in so you know it's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that it's you know join nope. in and and share the loads you know if if people can help you with certain things you know it's you know do do what you've got to do for kind of everyone at the moment because it's yeah it's pretty shitty but you know we'll all get <laughs> we'll we'll all get we, through it we'll all <laughs> get through this absolutely um, Philip, obviously, I mean, Greg and I know you as an educator. You have been educating people for many years, and you've briefly mentioned a couple of online courses. Where can people find your educational stuff? Yeah, do you know what? That's the the shit salesman in me. They're not even. Well, that's why I'm mentioning it because you weren't <laughs> going to mention it. Yeah, so... you know, I, I, the biggest reason for that is because I kind of. Again, maybe off topic a bit, but I spent the the whole kind of first few lockdowns working on that. And like I said, I built a second course and I did the big, every time there's a Black Friday thing, I, you know, I, I do the whole sales push, but it's not me. Like, I don't mind making the courses. I don't mind standing up in front of people and doing it, you know, but being that kind of the salesman who does that, it is horrible. And when, when we started this off, we, we worked with these guys in America who looked after the sales for it. And there's probably people listening and people who will hear this, who they'd get emails from me and it'd be like, Hey, I'm going to show you how to make a million dollars. And I'd be like, Oh man, that has come from me. But then honestly, the worst part of it is, is that the more salesy and the more American you are with that, the more people buy the course. So you're mm. like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. And then, so I'd do like a Black Friday offer and, you know, and follow it up with an email every single day and, and, and do that kind of thing. And I'd get bits of abuse coming from it and people going to be like, oh, you sell out. You know, I used to appreciate <laughs> what you did, but I hate all this now. And I'm thinking, I feel exactly the same. I don't want to be the whole kind of salesman. So I think the reason that I've not pushed anything like that 
recently or on this kind of podcast was just because I was like, oh, I'm, I just want to get done and be back to kind of creating so mm -hmm. um i i changed everything the learning platform that i had set up it used to be kind of my own kind of used to be under philip white branding and i because i made the seo course i changed it to wedding industry masterclass yeah and the reason i did that was it was one eye on the future and i kind of thought that i can bring in anyone you know, and the idea is that if anybody wants to run a course on something, I mean, the the video course has changed my life. Like this is like, I'm not going to lie about this. It's, it is 100% changed my life. It has just totally blown me away. Like I was like, I can't, <laughs> can't quite believe the volume of people, like the volume of videographers out there, you think, oh, and that's just a small percentage because not everyone's obviously buying this thing off me so mm -hmm. i changed it up um the, the link on my website is still there for courses but um it doesn't specifically mention me on it on on the it is wedding industry masterclass but there's two courses there is the video course which has been out for about two years now it's still completely relevant you know there's still people buying it um every week um it is uh, a hell of a lot cheaper now than it was two years ago <laughs> that's, but that's how things are, you know, you, yeah. you know, you, that's, you have to do that. Um, but yeah, there is an additional SEO course that I've made, uh, a few months back. And again, I put my heart and soul into it and spent months and months and months just basically saying, if you want to, to change up your website and, and if you put the work in, you will get the results. And it's simple as that. Um, mm -hmm. There's a little bit of information on the site about it, but basically it fucking works. It, it works. Like I got this, I, I took a booking this morning for like, I guess uh, the incredible wedding um, in Africa. And I can follow the chain back because they looked at something else and they initially Googled something that I had SEO'd a page for. And so all the information is on there, but if you put the work in, you, you will get, daily daily inquiries for places that you decide or types of wedding that you decide you know mm. i'm a big kind of advocate of of that and but it's seo is a bit geeky and a bit i don't know not technical i suppose but <laughs> i would say it's an alternative to social media and you know in terms of bringing you know bringing you work in but like i said before put your finger in every every pie make sure that you you know every avenue is open to bring you in you know new inquiries i think Awesome. Well, Philip, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it's been a pleasure, guys. Yeah. Um, and if you want to find us online, we are cinematefilms.co.uk. We have an Instagram account and Facebook, and we are now on Patreon. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, join us on Patreon, where for the price of a coffee every month, you'll get access to all of our Clubhouse Q&As and other bonus content that won't be available anywhere else. If you don't have any money to give, that's totally okay. Hit the subscribe button and you'll get your usual podcast for free. Maybe just leave a review so that we can grow this podcast. However, in the meantime, enjoy your life.